Hello and welcome to the Long and Windy Road podcast. Our special guest is Velma Kumutu, a disability nurse assistant based out in the UK. We dive into a discussion about motherhood and starting a family in 2020. But since recording this interview conversation, Velma has since delivered a handsome, healthy baby boy. But before we dive into our conversation, as always, do not forget to rate, review, and subscribe, as well as connect with me over on Instagram at Fearless and Empowered. Velma, welcome to the Long and Windy Road podcast. I am super excited to have you here. Man, it feels like a long time ago since we were in our college days. But look at us and look at you. Today, we're going to be talking about a topic that is... Uh, well, one of the hottest topic right now, which is starting a family in 2020, looking at pregnancy and motherhood. And you're one of the person that I thought, let's kickstart this series with. And just tell me, how is it going? Like being a pregnant woman, first of all, how did you find out you were pregnant? Um, well, well, first, Effie, I was just going to say it's, um, thank you for sort of like, Thank you for this privilege and just sort of having me. And it's really nice to sort of see you and talk to you. <laughs> um, yeah, and it's sort of like, you know, being being pregnant, it's um, every time I kind of moan about little things that are kind of winding me up, my partner's like, oh, think about it, it's a privilege. And I always kind of <laughs> give him a dirty look. But in my head, I'm thinking, it is a privilege. But I'm just like, oh, he uses that line all the time. But um, <laughs> You know, bearing in mind when I found out in um, November uh, 2019, beginning of November when I found out. Yeah. And he he wasn't in a panic, but I think he was really shocked because we both didn't really think it would work. We um, <laughs> we'd sort of talked about children and, you know, just trying. And in my head, I thought it will take a year or something because normally you read about, you know, when people, they start trying for kids, like, you know, you try for a year and then it happens. So I thought, oh, that's what's going to happen sort of thing. But it was literally like within like two months or so. And I was like, hold up, something's not right. <laughs> um, I did, yeah, I kind of sort of like, I think I'd, I'd sort of guessed for a little while because, you, you know, as women, we know our bodies. Mm-hmm. And it was a point I was just like, something's not right. I was like, surely it can be. So I just went and bought all these pregnancy tests. And um, I was like to Drew, I I had to sort of plan how I'd actually bring this topic to him as well. <laughs> so I was just sort of like, oh, Drew, I, 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 I think I've missed my period by quite like a couple of weeks now. Um, and I just want us to have a look and just be sure and so no 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 we'll do it tomorrow we'll check it. i'm like no i can't i've literally this has been playing on my mind for like a good two weeks i i've got the test now so you don't have to worry about that i've got the test i just go and do what i need to do and then we'll find out and yeah it's um when that thing showed us pregnant i just i was it felt really surreal but i was grateful at the same time and it just it took a while for me to get used to it so, yes yeah and then <laughs> I think when it came to like the 12 weeks can, I think I was like, yeah, from five weeks on until, um, until like 11 to 12 weeks. I just, I didn't feel, I didn't feel pregnant and it hadn't, it hadn't, yeah, it hadn't sunk in yet. 
until I saw the scan and I was like, oh my God, <laughs> until we went to the scan and that, that I, I don't know the technical term for it, but when we saw the embryo and the heartbeat going, that's when it, it just sunk in. I was like, oh my goodness. Wow. There it is. <laughs> yeah. That's when I was like, okay, okay, now, now. It's official. Pregnant, yeah, pregnant, pregnant. So <laughs> it, it was a lovely feeling. Oh my um, goodness, that's amazing! <laughs> and how has the experience been so far? Because you mentioned how you sometimes have like on and off days, and Drew will remind you that it is a privilege to um, experience this uh, this moment because we both know, as a woman, that's not a lot of um, uh, an opportunity that is available to every woman. They have struggles conceiving, have struggles carrying the baby through term. So how is the experience, like, how has it been for you? Um, I, to be honest, it's a really good point you touched on. Um, so I, I feel like I've, I've been very, I've been very, um, I've been very lucky with how the pregnancy has been. Mm-hmm. Um, for starters, like, you, you know, I was reading about like the pregnancy, pregnancy symptoms. I didn't get morning sick, sickness, um, I didn't get like all the severe um, symptoms and, you know, all the things associated associated with pregnancy. Um, so I was really lucky in that perspective. Um, but I was just, I was always nauseous. I was always really tired, like so tired. Like, like my default setting is just lazy. And I remember telling my mom, mom, I know I'm lazy, but like, I'm just constantly needing to sleep all the time. She's like, no, mom, that's, that's normal. Like, don't worry about it. But I used to feel so guilty when I just be like, I need to go and sleep. I'm so tired. <laughs> I can't even explain how exhausted I feel. Um, but so far, you know, as we were coming towards the 12 week scan, you know, there was that anxiety of like, oh, is that going to be a heartbeat? Mm-hmm. You know, um, I think everyone, everyone does experience that, you know, and you read about how I think, they say like every woman goes through a miscarriage. I think one in four pregnancy turns yeah. out to be a miscarriage. So there was that lingering on as well. There was that worry, sort of thinking, oh, you know, is it going to be this? So the first twelve weeks, we're just trying to not get too attached. Mm-hmm. And it sounds horrible, but you know, there was that, that feeling of like, there was like, oh, I'm so excited, but then at the same time, like, calm down, calm down. You know, you never know what, what's going to happen. So it was just trying to be in the moment and not trying to project yeah too far but then you know when the scan came you know it was something to be really grateful for that you know the heartbeat was there and everything was fine and then the 20 week scan you know everything was good as well we found out we were having a boy um hmm. we, we we weren't gonna leave it for a surprise so my partner was just really excited that he's having a boy um so you know <laughs> Wow. That's, that's incredible. You know, I can just hear from your voice that you're just going through a lot of emotion, just talking about it. And I agree. It's a, it's, it's a very difficult time when you find out that you're pregnant and trying to get excited, but also trying not to burst the bubble, you know, the, the joy of it and just thinking that there might be something that could go wrong. So and I think, you know, in a lot of ways, that's why we women would tend to, like some women just hold it back from sharing with friends and family until they've passed that um, threshold that they, all, you know, they sell for themselves. 
So that way, like you said, for you, it was seeing the scans and everything confirmed it when you heard the your baby's boy heartbeat and it was just like reassurance that he is fine and he's growing healthy. And that is beautiful. But I want to find out though, what's been the most challenging thing for you so far? And you know, the exciting thing as well of being pregnant in 2020. So what's the challenge that you faced? Oh gosh. Um, so th- th- there've been a few like sort of personal things. Mm-hmm. Um, but then I can always sort of like just, I can always, re- always regroup and just think, okay, Bama, it's not as bad as it is, you know? Um, and just think about all the positive things that are happening. Um, obviously with the COVID-19, like, you know, that's, that's something, you know, none of us was sort of like expecting, you know, in January, you could sort of hear it in the news. And like with the job I work, I work with like, um, kids, I was working with this two-year-old who has a tracheostomy. So like, we have to be sort of like really wary about our hygiene and I remember getting so paranoid all the time like I was off washing my hands if I sneezed you know I was like <laughs> I'm so sorry if this is off topic but it's go off ahead <laughs> if I sneezed I'd get paranoid because I think oh my god are the parents gonna look at me like um what's going on so mm-hmm. you know there's been that to kind of deal with and then having to leave work earlier than I had to and just making that decision of leaving work um, I think I was at 26 weeks um, when they put out on the news that pregnant women had to also isolate because I didn't think, I thought, okay, I'll get through this and I just, you know, be safe and follow the guidelines. Yeah. Um, when, they, yeah, you know, when they said pregnant women would just be wary, also isolate, you know, it, it was it was such a hard decision to leave work. Mm-hmm. Um, I was letting the client down because I, I did most of the shifts there and, you know, they really struggled to get stuff to start with. So it, it just, it was, it, it was quite, yeah, that, that, that was challenging to begin with. Yeah. Um, but then I also had to think, you know, if I continue working, because there was a few risks I'd sort of noticed at work, people would come in and, you know, they really wouldn't wash their hands and and you'd think okay I, I don't know where this person has been mm-hmm. and you know and i just used to think okay if 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 i actually end up getting this and something happens to the baby you know there'll be something i you, you know things that kind of just stay with you for the rest of your life i just had a feeling this yeah. would be something that we would be able to live yeah <laughs> live yeah and so I, I had to sort of like, with a heavy heart, just let the agency know that I couldn't continue working. And the mom, the mom to the child I was looking after, she was like, actually, you know what, I, I was glad to hear that you left work sort of thing, because I was a little bit worried, you know, you have to sort of prioritize your pregnancy at this particular time. You know, we don't know what this virus, you know, what what risk it has to pregnant women so yeah. it's better to be simple and glory but um in terms of things that have been exciting i think just looking forward to little things like like buying the prams and like <laughs> buying all the baby stuff yeah um i didn't really get a chance to go out shopping as much you know as much because by the time it got to that period like a lot of stuff had shut here in the uk so we didn't really have that chance to go out but my mom bless her heart she had 
um, all all the baby stuff that um, my my younger brother had when he was like when he was a newborn. <laughs> Bear in mind, Harry is twelve. Uh, he's almost twelve, but he's eleven now. Um, with, with these baby stuff that that in such that in such good condition, and so we sorted them all out, and we've just been sorting out all the newborn stuff and it's literally i i generally don't have to shop for anything else like we're pretty much like prepared in that uh, particular arena so yeah sorting out through the baby stuff was i don't know it's just really sweet yeah um yeah that's exciting um, that's exciting <laughs> yeah. <laughs> yeah i can definitely you know i i send out honestly, deep love to you because when you get pregnant, I for me know for a fact that when we get to that chapter, all that we want to do is definitely hit up the shops and just go shopping, like just go nuts, you know, because as a first pregnancy, I'm sure everybody always had that idea in their mind to be like, oh, I know exactly what I'm going to get. I know exactly what, you know, what I need and just create like a bunch of ideas and go out there and be finding the best of the best. And it's the experience as well that you are missing out on and uh but yeah i send love to you for that and i you know employ you for being so courageous and just taking that step back from your work it's not an easy decision as a woman who um, is also building a career and making that decision between your career and motherhood but you've made a perfect one for life i know that for a fact um so i am proud of you um you know for doing that and i know it didn't come very easily and hopefully this would pass. And at the end of this, this is good because you're going to have a beautiful baby boy, you know, to to celebrate, you know, life with for, for, for a very long time, you know. So that's good. There is joy coming at the end of this. Tell me, what changed about your your body, your taste since you've been pregnant? Like, what's changed within you? Like, what have you noticed this difference since you've been pregnant? Oh, oh. So, um, <laughs> excuse if this sounds really crude, but like, <laughs> Your, you know, so like your breasts mm-hmm. get bigger uh-huh. and I've never been a very sort of big chested girl. So I was like, oh my God, that was like the best thing <laughs> for me. <laughs> so that is, a, that is, a, that's a true fact then. <laughs> so it was just so like you put on bras and you're thinking, oh my God, I hope this stays like this forever. Like, <laughs> but, no, I just enjoy it while it lasts. Um, and so the other thing that sort of changed about my body is sort of like obviously the bump. Okay. Um, thing I was really sort of like looking forward to, like you know, it, it took a while for mine to show because I was really slight and I was, I don't know, I was very slim before I got pregnant. Mm-hmm. And it took a while, like twenty weeks. I, I wasn't showing just yet, and I was just like, oh, come on, you know, like <laughs> my partner was like, can you see it yet? It's like, no, not just yet. <laughs> So when the bump, and then it, it seemed like suddenly the bump just came and we're like, oh my goodness, where did this come from? <laughs> That's it. And, um, yeah, but it's, it's um, I don't know, I, I was a little bit anxious about, uh, it seems a bit petty, but it's something I had to sort of like try not to worry about because it's not that important. Um, so just about putting weight on, mm-hmm. um, you know, as a woman, like the, it's, it's, it's a shame really that I kind of it doesn't influence me a lot but just 
you know, before I got pregnant, I, I was really sort of like into my fitness. I was training for a half marathon and I was like at the fittest I was, you know, and like, I remember I was like, I was like to my partner, look, I can see like my, <laughs> my muscles, like actually showing around my stomach and I'd never had that before. And then suddenly <laughs> I was like, oh, I'd even bought a, a dress for your wedding. <laughs> Oh my goodness. <laughs> you still get to wear the dress. The wedding is not canceled. It's not canceled. You've seen it. It's been rescheduled. So you can still you can still bounce back or snap back or whatever word, you know, we're using this in, in next year or in twenty twenty. You can snap back into it and put the dress back on. So keep the dress. <laughs> I hope so. I hope so. But I was just like the amount of work I had to do to fit into that dress. <laughs> well, I wasn't. I don't know if I'll have the energy afterwards after I have the baby. Oh my goodness. So yes, I guess you can you can look you can look, you know, just look at it this way. Try to, like you said, enjoy this new body of yours. And you did it once, so you can do it again. It's just about the commitment yeah. and the discipline and the amount of time that you have, you know, tending to your newborn that you also want to commit to your health. But you got Drew and you got support systems. So I can definitely see you getting back out there and achieving whatever weight size you want to be on before the wedding. But there's no pressure for me, of course. As long as you're healthy and your baby's healthy, that's the key. You know, for me, I'm excited to see you both uh, next year. So that's where my joy is. But anything else that you notice beside your weight? Um, what about your taste hair. buds? Your hair. Yes, yeah. There was one thing I was reading about, like, so it can either go, like, both ways. Either, like, you ba when you have your baby, you have, like, thicker, shinier hair mm -hmm. or the hair loss. And mine's been, like, really thick. And I'm just, like, it's, it's grown a little bit, but not that much. But I'm just, like, oh, there's so much of it. Um, but it's not that prominent. I'm trying to think anything else. But I'm, I've been really lucky not to get stretch marks either mm -hmm. um that's the thing that you read and they're just trying to say just put some like coconut oil or bio oil or cocoa butter but i think where we moisturize all the time i don't really think about it so i just do it so i've been i've been okay with that but i'm just i'm embracing it as it comes to be honest mm -hmm. um and um yeah and what about your taste bud? What about your food? Like, are you still, because of course, you know, as a pregnant woman, there are certain things that you can, you can't have. Um, but is there anything yeah. else that you've craved throughout your pregnancy, like in the early time, in like the early days and that you're still craving right through right now? Um, so when I, when I first, during my first trimester, mm -hmm. I had a really poor appetite. My appetite was so bad to a point I was actually worried I was not eating enough. Um, all the all the things that I enjoyed eating, I really struggled to eat. Um, like you know how when we cook our food, we fry up the onions. Mm -hmm. I could not stand that smell. It just made me nauseous all the time. Um, I really struggled to eat. Um, but I remember there was one point I liked sort of bland foods, cheeses, like mild, not a mild cheese, like a a mature cheddar mm -hmm. i i start i that i kind of had a palate for that and i'm not a cheese person <laughs> so <laughs> i don't remember you being a cheese food. person so that's that's interesting yeah so it's like pineapple and cheese i remember at one point that was like oh my god divine um <laughs> i couldn't think of anything else 
Yeah, my in 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 terms of spicy food, I don't eat very spicy food, and I really enjoyed spicy food to begin with. So my palates got a little bit blander. <laughs> Maybe I don't know if that's the right word to use, mm-hmm. but yeah, so it's not as it was before. You know, it's not, yeah, it's not as it was, but I'm just I'm trying to make sure that I I'm having um, a balanced diet. Um, I'll be honest, I like the odd ice cream here and there. That's one thing I'm really sort of like, yeah, my weakness. <laughs> <laughs> ice cream. You know what you can do? You can just say the baby's craving ice cream. To take, oh, like, yeah, yeah so you're feeding your baby so you can try to, you know, redirect the affection <laughs> and be like, it's the baby boy that's actually like craving ice cream. But yeah, I didn't know about, you know, let me just go back a bit. I didn't know about the, the, you know, the theory about losing your hair or gaining your hair. I've never heard people say that before, that they usually, like when you're pregnant, they could lose their hair. I haven't done that research, but I, or even heard about it. So that's a, that's something that I would take, you know, into account. And hopefully when it gets to my turn that my hair grows and not shred. So that's good news. So we already know what your favorite dish is um, or was, was pineapple and mature cheese. Is there anything mm-hmm. right now that you're, that, you know, that you and the baby are truly enjoying? Like a snack or um, beside the ice cream and the cheese, anything else comes to mind? Or is it just those two highlights that you guys are currently like loving? I've noticed I've been eating a lot of, um, like, I never used to eat a lot of peanut butter. I'd eat it every now and then. Mm-hmm. But it's been like a regular, I don't know if it's because where we can't go out a lot <laughs> to buy stuff. But like peanut butter on toast with jam, that's been like a regular thing in the mornings. And it's just like, oh my God, it's so delicious. So you and the baby and can't not- go without this then? Um, I have that like pretty much every morning, like for my <laughs> breakfast. <laughs> well, you're not that far off. You're not that far off from uh, from a certain person that I know that I live with, who also enjoys peanut butter <laughs> as a breakfast every morning. So that's I can see where the temptation is there, especially the crunchy <laughs> ones. But that's you know. <laughs> so how many weeks are you in? You know, are you uh, are you in right now? How many weeks? So um, 32 weeks, um, yeah, 32 weeks in one day. And I have in my head, in my sort of like naivety, I'm thinking I have eight weeks to go or nine weeks to go. But then I spoke to my aunt um, yesterday, my aunt from Kenya. And she was like, when I told her like how long I had, she's like, oh, you never know. You know, the kids, they can just come whenever they want to. So it could be less than eight weeks. So I was like, oh my God. Yeah, she is right. Um, so, but in my head, I'm like, I've got eight weeks, but I'm also prepared for any unexpected, you know, yeah. early arrivals thing. But yeah, that's how far I am. And it's kind of sort of getting to a point where my partner's like, oh my goodness, you know, when you put it at eight weeks, it doesn't seem that long because mm-hmm. time tends to kind of just fly by. Absolutely. But, um, you know. Yeah. And which brings me to your birthing plan. Do you have one? Do you Have you guys already prepared one? Like what your birthing plan is going to be like, for example, a home birth, a hospital? Like, do you have a plan for how you would, like you've pictured your, your, your birthing day to go? So um, in, in regards to a birth plan, I, I don't really have one just yet. Um, 
but because so because of my medical needs mm-hmm. i will have my baby at the hospital yeah, yeah. like that's that's one of the things that i'm gonna have the baby at the hospital um so the reason we aren't quite sure what what we're doing yet since um um also on thursday i think next week thursday i go for another, a 32 week scan mm-hmm. just to see if the placenta has moved um because on my previous scan they noticed that the placenta was slightly covering the cervix um and so they just want to make sure that 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 it's moved so then i can i think i'm just waiting to see whether it's moved because okay. if it hasn't moved it it will have to be a cesarean because then the what's the word the passage for the baby is blocked, it's blocked. yes yes <laughs> that was a question i was going to ask as well were you hoping for a natural birth or like what's the what's the the news about it but okay we're going to be sending out positivity then that the placenta has moved. If you could choose, what would your option be? Were you hoping for like a natural birth? No, and you know, like no drugs and no, none of that. Or are you going to just be like, pile on the drugs? Which, which one are you leaning towards if you could choose from those two right now? Um, so I, I would like a natural birth, mm-hmm. but um, would like what's the word with minimal Epidural. medical definition. Okay. so maybe like bath and air at least because that's that's available yeah. um but then you know if if it comes to you know if it comes to a point where like you know the baby's at risk yeah and the doctor said we have to do this then i'll you know i just i, I will take the advice um but I'll be honest, I'm probably not the best person to talk to about this because I, I don't feel like I'm prepared because everyone's got like a birth plan and I'm just like, I don't know, like I, until I see the scan and everything's fine, then I can decide, you know, I can be sure about what I want to do. Um, about but it. I'm, yeah, I'm really I confident want... with, the, with the team of people that I have and with the support, especially from the midwives um, in regards to what they're going to do. Yeah. Um, yeah and i'm happy you said that i'm happy that you're confident in your midwife because i was going to ask if you're using a doula or a midwife i'm confident in that but i would disagree that um when you mentioned and say you're not the best person to ask i think you're the perfect person to ask about these things and i don't want you to feel like you're not the you're the first person not to have everything together in terms of like a burden plan a lot of people don't have those they don't have those answers and with what's happening right now in the world, it is okay for you to kind of pace yourself. And like you said, get your scan and see what is happening inside of you and you'll be able to make a sound decision. And that's questions that you can even pose. You know, you would agree to someone like your midwife or a doula or doctor to say what's your best, you know, opinion of how uh, the Burton day should go like. So don't be so hard on yourself pace yourself and see how you're going. Cause I think you're doing a great job. You are after all have been going through this in self-isolation. So there's a lot of questions that I'm sure that you would have leading up to the day of your birth, you know, of your, of your child birth, but you're doing good. You're the best person to talk to about this because you you're experiencing this in your own way. So that's a good thing to know. And for your, you know, I just want to ask um, your opinion of being pregnant in 2020. What advice would you give to another woman 
um, or family that's, you know, planning to start your family in this year and beyond? Um, so I feel like it's just like, I did look at this question and I was a bit like, I, I'm not really sure what I'm going to say, <laughs> but I'll try and give something that's actually positive. Because I, I, I feel like it's, it's quite, um, it's a subjective thing. Like, mm-hmm. you know, sometimes I feel like there's sort of pressures for people to have kids, you know, at a certain time, you know, get your, get your, get your career and then have your kids and do this and, you know, settle in, have your house and have your kids. Um, and I just feel like it's just, it's up to you when you're ready and when you feel like you, you're with the right person. Yeah. Um, but yeah, look at it I, this way. <laughs> look at it this way. That's a great advice. I love that. Plan it when you're with the best, you know, when you're have a family, when you are with the best person, you know, like your person and you're ready because that's, that's the key. And, you you know, but one thing I want to say is, you know, we can look at it in a different way. What's the best and worst things about pregnancy? We can round it up like that. What's the best and worst things about pregnancy? Um, so I'll start with the best. Um, the, the best thing is just like when the baby moves, um, when they kick, and God, do they kick? Like they kick a lot, and they <laughs> kick at really inappropriate times when you're just about to go to sleep, and it's like, oh, it's time for him to party, and you're like, oh, please, like. <laughs> <laughs> so when the baby kicks, it's it's really lovely. It's just it's such a, it, it's a, it it just awes me at times. I'm just like, oh my goodness, and it always makes me always makes me wonder. What is he going to come out looking like? Is he going to have really kinky hair like me or like softer hair like his dad? Um, yeah, it's just the, the excitement of, you know, having having a human being inside you and just the privilege of being able to carry it every day. And, you know, like I, I just, I, I'm so grateful at how well it's gone so far. Yeah. Um, and I know I still have some time to go, but I think that's one thing I'm always really grateful for. Um, this is this program I've been watching on BBC, I think it's called Life and Birth and there were some episodes of this women who just had really difficult pregnancies and I was thinking oh my goodness, you know, I, I don't mean to use their um, adversities to sort of benefit me but it kind of gives you a different perspective mm-hmm. when I'm complaining about little things but I can't really think of a lot of negative things, maybe the fact that I'm, I'm really slow now, I walk really slowly <laughs> I can't walk really fast. I, I miss running but then I'm like I can still run when I'm you know once like once the baby once the baby comes I can mm-hmm. you know I can start running again um yeah and I, I I don't know if it's just me but I I probably need to there's something like I need to be a little bit kinder to myself and occasionally I forget that I'm pregnant and I'll start doing things and my mom would be like stop doing that I'm just not used to being, um, what's the word? Reliant on <sighs> someone else? Yeah. And like the way I grew up with an African mom, we're always doing stuff, you know, and so her doing stuff for her, you know, doing things for me, I, I, it feels weird for me. And I'm just like, no, <laughs> actually, no, let me do it. No, sit down, you're pregnant. Yeah. <laughs> I'm just getting used to. You know, I don't, that's not a negative thing, but it's just little things that I've noticed that, you know, I, I also need to be aware that. I, it's okay to get help know. from the people that loves you. 
Yes. Yeah. That's yeah. good. When do you do? Uh, 3rd of July. Okay. So, yeah. And do you Pull feel, ve- do you feel very heavy right now? Yes. <laughs> a little bit. Okay. Cause like, like my cousins from Kenya, like, oh my God, Velma, your bum feels really small. <laughs> but I do feel, yeah, I do feel really heavy going up the stairs. Like I've got this Fitbit and when I go up the stairs, like I can literally hear my heart pounding in my ears. Oh, wow. Um, so, <laughs> You know, it's like little things like that, you know, things that used to be, you just go up the stairs and not think about it. And now I go up the stairs and then no, like a big flight of stairs. Uh-huh. It's just, just more fly. And I get to my room and I'm just like, I can hear my heart beating in my, you know, just pounding. I'm like, good Lord. <laughs> but okay, like my partner says, it's a privilege. It's a privilege. Yeah. Um, it's a privilege, I agree, but it's okay as well that like you have just shared in our conversation that sometimes you got to be kind to yourself and allow yourself to feel what you're going through, you know, to recognize it and not just um, put it under the rug in a way or not, you know, face what you're feeling, but kind of just accept it and try to find the positive from that emotion and that feeling or whatever you were thinking, because all of this is a new process for you and you're having to share your body with another human being. And it is a privilege to go through that. Yes, granted, but it's also an emotional roller coaster, um, having to learn new things. And like you said, coming from an African home, and learning to rely on someone to do it when easily on a normal day, um, you could just go into the kitchen, do whatever you want to do in the house and, you know, without even thinking about it. But it's an adjustment that I want you to truly, as you said, remember to be kind to yourself and allow those who are surrounding you at this time to be a, a support, a shoulder that you can't rely on. But that's super good. I'm so excited for you. I'm excited for this new chapter of motherhood for you. I think you're going to you're going to rock it. And I'm so grateful as well for our journey, just thinking about our college days and how we met. Um and yeah. everything we've had to go through, um you know, since uh gosh, what was it? 2010 that we've known each other. Um yeah. my goodness. <laughs> so, and look at you embarking on a beautiful journey um with an amazing drill and becoming the mother, it brings my heart so much joy. And I'm just looking, I'm just thinking, you know, by the time I start having a family, I can't wait for our kids to be just as, you know, an amazing best friends as, as we are. So this is going to be, this is going to be a good ride. I'm excited about right. that. And uh, before, you know, I'm going to let you go because I know your amount of, uh, you know, going to the bathroom these days has substantially increased. Um, so, yeah. yes. But I just wanted to say thank you. Thank you for sharing um, your story with us. Thank you for giving us some good, you know, tips um, on how to on how to just sort of navigate parent, you know, parenthood and motherhood and just sharing your part of the perspective with us on the Long and Windy Road podcast, truly. And uh, hopefully, what are your plans going to be after this podcast? What are you going to do for this evening? Um, I need to make my bed. That's how exciting things are at the moment. (laughs) There you go. I will hold you up for making your bed so you can enjoy a good night rest. But thank you so much, Velma, for coming on the Long and Windy Road podcast. 
with us. And um, yeah, I cannot wait to talk to you and, you know, welcome you back again, just to hear your experience of how motherhood is going. But um, yeah, thank you so much for coming. Thank you for the opportunity, Effie. Thank you. Awesome, guys. Thank you for tuning in with us on the Long and Windy Road podcast. Velma, it's been a great guest to have her. And we're so grateful that we could add some value into your journey um, with listening to this uh, podcast today, looking into starting a parent in 2020, uh, 20, looking at pregnancy and motherhood. And until next time, guys, please have yourself a wonderful, wonderful day. <laughs>